This is Entrepreneurs The Playbook, where each week I bring you some of the greatest athletes, celebrities, and entrepreneurs to talk about their personal and professional playbook to success. All right, everyone. Uh, this is, like I said, we're going back to the basics. When things get difficult, they're not as easy. We're trying to make a lot of money, help a lot of people, and have a lot of fun. It's important. And say, give your questions up. We'll, this will be about the first half, and then we'll do questions the second half. It's important to understand step-by-step step how we thrive. And my definition of thriving is being able to create a community of people that want to help each other and know people that can help each other, including you. Because you can create this community of people that can help each other and know people who can help each other, then you're going to have a community of people that are buying from you and selling for you, whatever it is products, papers, solutions, brands, whatever it is. And if you want to establish and grow exponentially, a community of people that want to help you and know people that can help you, that will buy from you and sell for you for life, then the Five to Thrive system, step-by-step, step, allows you to build that community and thrive. Everything that thrives has people buying from and selling for. And so the first step in the Five to Thrive system is to stimulate interest. And that has evolved over the years, how we stimulate interest, because our community opportunity has grown. The community opportunity that has grown today is one that is of a size and scope and scale far beyond, I believe, anybody could imagine. And so it's so important to understand the four different ways that we stimulate interest are in person, on the phone, via email, and media, traditional and social media. And if you're not stimulating interest every day in person, on the phone, via email and media, statistically you're missing out and exponentially aren't receiving the outcomes that you want or desire or better. And so how do we stimulate interest in all four of these realms? Well, the first thing that's evolved and changed is we only have one thing we need to qualify today to build a community of people that want to help us and know people that can help us, that will buy from us and sell for us. And it's an open mind. There's too many people to get in touch with, to stimulate interest with, to waste our time with a closed mind. It takes a thousand or four times the effort to re-engineer a closed mind than it does to engineer an open mind. And so in order to stimulate interest, we want to find open minds in person, on the phone, via email and media. And in order to understand that, we just have to figure out if someone has an open mind at this time. Too many people don't qualify the open mind and they make a, a visible assumption that they have an open mind or a closed mind. I was working with uh, Arthur Blank and Home Depot years ago and they were looking at the uh, checkout because they started selling warranties on appliances um, and some other tools as well. You know, and it's a two-year, three-year, five-year warranty and huge margins uh, that are involved when you buy these warranties. Um, and they have the consumer checkout, they have the garden checkout, they have the contractor checkout, and then 
they were looking at this auto checkout uh, as well. Do you know which one sold the most warranties? Three times what the other three checkouts were selling warranties for? The automatic checkout. Why? Because it did not make any invisible assumptions that the person had an open or a closed mind. It asked everyone. It stimulated interest from every single poor person checking out. Do you want a warranty? It say, oh, this person looks too tired. This person's playing with their kids. This person looks mean. This person looks nice. It didn't do any of that. It just simply at the end, the order said, would you like to add a warranty? Check. Three times the aggregate of all three other checkouts, it sold warranties. Stimulating interest is an essential component, but only if we catch the open minds at that time. So for me, I love catching someone who has a closed mind the majority of the time when they have an open mind because everyone has an open mind at a certain time. But the people that have closed minds the majority of the time, if you can catch them when they have an open mind, statistically, they don't have many options. And so you're going to have greater statistical success with a closed-minded person that you catch when they have an open mind. But you have to be able to determine if they have an open mind. And there is one determination. It is response. It is the response. Response is key to understanding an open mind. If you tell someone that's wearing a Dallas Cowboys t-shirt, hey, did you buy that on sale? And they laugh, they have an open mind. If they growl or punch you, they have a closed mind at that time. If you call someone and you leave a message to stimulate interest, which by the way, should be about 80% of your intention, 80% of the time, your only objective is one thing, to stimulate interest, to find an open mind, that will call you back. That's it. I tell people all the time, like they want to double the amount of sales that I make as fast as I can. I said, then get twice as many people to call you back. It's that simple. If one in 10 people call you back. If you can get two in 10 people to call you back, you don't even have to get better at sales. Just statistically stay in the exact, which you won't, because if twice as many people call you back, you'll get twice as much practice, which will create twice as much of a development of your skills knowledge and increase your desire because of the success of having more conversations with open minds that are calling you back or emailing you back or deeming you back or texting you back or calling you back. So if you don't become an expert in response, if you don't become an expert in response and understanding with no invisible assumptions that I need to qualify people with an open mind by the response, then you're missing the foundational statistical success of sales. And so I want you to reaffirm, and I'm going to send everybody this five to thrive exercise. You Just email me, david at dmelter.com, and it will teach you. We have a, a, a system of getting more people to respond to you, more open-minded people to respond to you. But you need to know that my objective is an open-minded response. Statistically, nothing else will change your revenue stream, your success in sales than the step that I'm talking about. Now, remember, you got to do it every day, though, seven days a week. Why not lower the bar? Make sure you're asking open-minded people and getting a statistical response in person on the phone via email and media.
This will set you on your way. Now, if we can continue to improve the number of open-minded people that respond to us, how do we transition interest? Well, we use an open-ended question guide, which I also will send you. And the open-ended question guide, once someone responds to us and we have qualified them with an open mind, now we move to step two, transition interest. And we use the open-ended question guide in order to facilitate the transitioning of interest to allow ourselves to find where we can help others or know people who can help others and they can help us. That's it. We're transitioning them into our community of people that are going to buy from us or sell for us or both. This community will allow you to eventually thrive as we move through these steps. But the second step of transitioning interest is simply as we find these open minds that respond to us, we now have to ask open-ended questions. What are you doing today about your automobile insurance? What are you doing today about your solar? What do you know about solar? What do you know about building a brand? What do you know about social media, ad spend? What do you know about tennis balls? What do you know or what are you doing today about babysitting? Whatever it may be, when we find someone who has responded with an open mind in person on the phone via email and media, we now want to transition that interest by learning about where they're at today according to the subject matter that we want to provide value to and from to build that community of people that buy from us and sell for us in order for us to thrive according to that subject matter. And so when we ask these open questions concerning the subject matter, what are you doing today for training? Oh, what do you like about it? Oh, I just love you, the people that are involved in it. And, you know, all I take away is three nuggets every time that changed my life. What don't you know about it? <clears throat> I got to pay for it. Or it's at a certain time. They don't have replays. Or I can't ask questions. Oh, would it help you if? There we go. One of the two transitions in transitioning interest is the objective getting to by learning from would it help you if? And as you get the open-ended response, yes, that would really help me. You then are also under the context of building a community of people that are going to buy from you and sell for you, a community of people that want to help you and know people that can help you. You now can transition to, do you know anyone that can help me? I'm looking to do Friday trainings for free. I'm looking to give my book away for free. I'm looking for you to come to a meetup for free. Would it help you if, and do you know anyone else that would like to come? Yes, building a community of people that want to help each other, know people that can help each other, transitioning interest. So we utilize an open mind approach to stimulating interest by understanding more open-minded responses and then with the more open-minded responses by practicing getting people or stimulating interest in people to respond with an open mind, we then transition that interest with an open-ended question. And I'm happy to send these guides to you. Just email me, david at dmeltzer.com. Just after we stimulate interest of the open mind and get the response of an open mind and we transition uh, interest with an open-ended question guide to facilitate 
two things to start formulating this community. If and do you know anyone that could help me? We then move to the third step in the five to thrive, which is share a vision. And in this context, as we receive the answers, yes, that would help me. And yes, I know people that can do. I need to now do one thing in order to share a vision. That is, I must, from the open-ended questions, and now ask closed-ended questions in order to facilitate and articulate quantitative value. A shared vision is when we can articulate and communicate a value greater than what we're asking for, a quantitative value. It's really easy to create a subjective value, but once again, within the context of subjectivity, come visible assumptions, becomes emotions, people buy on emotion for logical reasons. If you have one or the other, it's not going to last the share vision. You need both. So that's why we ask, what do you like? What don't you like? That covers the subjective emotional status. But now in the process, after we stimulate interest, transition interest, in the process of sharing vision, we need to articulate the quantitative value to be greater than what we're asking for. And so we utilize confirmation as a tool in order to facilitate a shared vision because a shared vision is being able to be on the same page of value and be comfortable articulating that value to exceed what you're asking for. So I use transitory statements in shared vision like from what you've told me, this, this, and this would be of certain value for you. And if you did this, this, and this, from what you told me, it would be an investment of this amount, but a turn on that investment would be this amount aligned with the timing and risk tolerance you shared with me. Can you see any reason you want to move forward? So as our objective of stimulating interest is to get an open-minded response and get more of them, and our objective of transitioning interest is simply to get to a point where I can say, would it help you with, and do you know anyone that could help me? Now, the objective of, of sharing a vision, the third step in the five to thrive is, <clears throat> can you see any reason you won't want to move forward? Don't skip any steps and don't forget your objective. Statistically, you'll be far more successful in everything you do with your family, your friends, and your finances, your relationships that are evolved around all of them, building a community of people that want to help each other and know people that can help each other, that buy from each other and sell for each other. It's the objective. The five to thrive, every single company and person that you know that thrives actually is doing this either unconsciously, subconsciously. They're a part in part soul of a community of people that are buying from and selling for. That's me as a customer of Apple. I was an IBM ThinkPad RIM 957 person, now has bought millions of dollars of Apple without ever being sold Apple by someone that works from Apple. I've only been part of a community of people that are buying from Apple and selling for Apple. And in fact, here in community, that probably just qualified as that as well. It's amazing. 
So we want to follow these steps, stimulate interest, transition interest, and share vision, and the objective of each of these steps. Now, when we get someone that verbally tells us, or even verbally or in reading tells us, yes, I cannot see any reason I won't want to move forward. We're not done. Too many people feel that we're done because somebody said, yes, I'm coming. Yes, I'll do that. They'll put an email. They may even sign an agreement. But I want you to know that you're only 20% of way there. Until you receive the value for the value you have provided, promised to provide, et cetera, you're only 20% of the way there. I teach everyone that 80% of doing business is collecting. Sharing a vision can dissipate, dissolve, and even disappear, whether it's in writing and contract or just a verbal uh, confirmation that I can't see any reason I won't want to move forward. But 80% is collecting. And in order to collect and then get to thrive, in order to collect and build a community that uh, receives and gives and witnesses this of people that are buying from and <clears throat> selling for. In that context, the community has to be able to manage and develop that vision. Notice the manage there and develop that vision. So it's one thing to be able to articulate the quantitative value to exceed what you're asking for. It's another one to meet that standard. You don't have to exceed it. People who do what they say they're going to do close to what they do or make up for what they can't do that they promise to do are thrivers. Very people exceed expectations. Every once in a while, you get a little bit lucky and you exceed expectations. But I will tell you, invariably, if you want to build a community of people that thrive, that buy from and sell for, all you got to do is manage and develop that vision that you promised, you articulated, that you communicated. And so what I like to utilize in order to manage and develop that vision, to collect what's promised on the other side from what you promised on your side, which is 80% of doing business, 80% of sharing value, is to create a plan, whether it's a simple verbal or wholly an email that goes through one, two, three, or I've done up to 300 steps in a scoping that was paid for, you want a go, no go plan. And once again, I'll send you a template of the go, no go plan, along with the open-ended question and the stimulating interest five thrive document that we're talking about today. A go, no go plan is an outline, a map of what we said. It's a confirmation and a summary of the steps that we need to take in order to get to the quantitative value that I promised and the quantitative value that you promised that I need to receive, which is 80% of the thrive. So I will call you back on this date. We will have this in writing by this date. I will check with the board by state. You will start implementing by this date. You will receive your first payment on this date, whatever it is. And why we do go no-go plan is it actually does two things. One, it expedites 
the collection of the value that was promised or the value that you offered, but it also allows you to utilize a three no rule to create efficiencies of time. Because so many people get caught into the head being against the wall syndrome when it comes to managing and developing a vision. They're getting promised, they've shared a vision, I can't see any reason I wouldn't wanna move forward. Yeah, right then in that place, but there's a million reasons that can occur. And so I use a three no rule, which again, I can send you a guide on how to utilize the three no rule within the context of the go, go plan. I have a 25 no rule in stimulating interest where if I, while I'm stimulating interest, if I have an unminded response after 10, 11, 12, most people quit. But I just keep telling myself it takes about on average five closed minds to find an open-minded response. And therefore, I get more and more excited when I'm stimulating interest. But here, under the guise of managing and developing the vision, I use a three no rule so that when they say, hey, I'm going to send the agreement on this date and I call the first time and there's no answer, I call the second time and they tell me they're too busy and I call the third time and I missed the call. So that's even a universal three no rule. I go ahead and leave a message saying, hey, obviously this is not right time. When it is, please let me know. I don't go on to the fourth, the fifth, the sixth. Should I call them back to No, after three no's, whatever those no's are for you, for me, it's a universal no. So even if I forget or I can make a meeting or whatever, that's one no. And when I get to three no's, the next message I leave is, hey, this obviously isn't the right time because I know everything happens at the right time, at the right place for the right reason because I'm being protected and promoted. And so I do not want to create a force that gives me a counter force that I don't want. That's where the verbiage, what you resist persists, comes from. So instead, I utilize my efforts in a realm of allowance in order to effectuate with the three no rule under the managing division category to say, hey, this obviously is not the right time. When it is, let me know approximately 50% of the time they accelerate the process and get back to me and 50% of the time or so I never hear from them again. Remember 99% of all statistics are made up is my favorite statistic. So about 50% of the time you've accelerated the sales process or you never hear from them again. Both have extreme quantitative value. If you learn to use a go-no-go no plan in combination with a three-no rule, you will receive much more success and utilize your time in a productive, accessible, and gracious manner. And then finally, the fifth step is if we're able to meet and manage and develop the expectation of what we promised to do and receive what they promised, it is amazing because we have the fifth step thriving. We have built a community of people that will continually buy from us, but most importantly, sell for us. Many times people in the community aren't in a position and it's not the right time, place, or reason for them to buy from us. They're just selling for us. 
And so as we utilize the five to thrive system, one, stimulate interest by finding an open-minded response, by being and enjoying the consistent, persistent pursuit of your potential and continue every day in person on the phone, via email and social media. Two, transition that interest by utilizing that open mind with an open-ended question guide with the objective of would it help you if, and do you know anyone that could help me? And then practice sharing a vision by being able to articulate and communicate a quantitative value to exceed what you're asking for, to have an objective of, can you see any reason you won't want to move forward? And when we receive that confirmation that they want to move forward, we create under the fourth step of managing and developing a vision, we create a go, no go plan, utilizing the three no rule in order to facilitate the value that we promised and the value that we have been promised as well. You do that, we will live in a thrivation state. We will thrive. People will buy from us and sell for us. It'll be a community of people that we live with, a frequency that becomes our neighborhood of people that wanna help each other and know people that can help each other. I am more than happy to send you these guides, these exercises. Just email me, david at dmeltzer.com. Stimulate interest, position interest, share a vision, manage and develop a vision, and thrive. You will make a lot of money, help a lot of people, and have a lot of fun. Thank you so much. It's time to take some questions. I'm tired of me listening to me. I want to listen for what you want, think, and need. Thanks again.